Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to episode 125 of Conquering Columbus. Today on the show, we've got Alex Diddy, and he's the marketing director over at ICX Media, and we're excited to have him on the show talk about his story and everything he's learned on the way, including a lot about influencer marketing and everything going on in that space. I definitely think you guys are going to enjoy this episode and hope you learn a lot. Before we get to that, I want to take a quick moment, as usual, to thank all the incredible sponsors and supporters here at Conquering Columbus. So I'm going to kick it over to Josh to tell you a little more about our first sponsor, FMX. FMX is a cloud-based facilities maintenance and management software founded and headquartered right here in Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of competitors in this space, but FMX has made a name for itself, become the fastest-growing facilities maintenance and management software on the market on behalf of its extreme ease of use and tailored-fit approach to its clients. They serve industries ranging from education to property management, manufacturing, fast casual, and more. If you want to check out more, you can go to gofmx.com. Conquering Columbus is also brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit helping connect entrepreneurs to everything they need, including investors, mentors, capital, and talent through business pitch events, workshops, and classes throughout the state, and you can get more information on the web at sundownrundown.org. And our next sponsor is Share. For the rides that you take the most, ride with Share. Share is a new transportation company now driving Columbus. Schedule your ride and Share picks you up at your door with professional drivers and a growing fleet of connected vehicles. Share is now hiring with entry-level management positions available. You can learn more about careers with Share at drivewithshare.com. Finally, if you've ever wondered what it takes to start your own podcast, we're here to help. We're putting together a podcast startup package with our recommendations and some of the key lessons we learned over the past two years of podcasting. You can sign up by heading over to our website, conqueringcolumbus.com. And while you're there, don't forget to give us a like on Facebook and be sure to subscribe and share Conquering Columbus wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Conquerors, let's get the show on the road. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment and I might get, you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus. Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to another episode of Conquering Columbus. Today on the show, we've got Alex Diddy joining us, and Alex is currently the marketing director at ICX Media. And before ICX, he was the head of marketing at Scene, a digital marketing company that was recently acquired by ICX. And we're excited to have Alex on to talk about the acquisition process and the transfer over to ICX Media and everything they're working on today. Welcome to Conquering Columbus, Alex. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's always good to end the day with a podcast, so we're <laughs> excited to talk with you here. And um, kind of where we like to kick it back to start is talk a little bit about where you're from and where you went to school 
and yeah. maybe how you first got involved with seeing media. So I, there's a lot to unpack there, but <laughs> feel free to take it away. Yeah, yeah. So uh, born and raised right here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, product of Upper Arlington High School and The Ohio State University. So uh, roots go deep here in Columbus and uh, started with seeing uh, about six years ago now, crazy the, the, the process to get there. And uh, it's kind of funny how it started uh, with seeing I... Um, uh, actually, it all started from a startup weekend that I was hesitant to go to in the first place. I, I, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with those kind of pitch competitions, but they're a little unnerving. I thought I had this really cool idea for an app, and so I wanted to go to a startup weekend, and I pitched this whole idea uh, that I think is this really unique, clever, earth-shattering idea. Uh, but when I'm there, this uh, I see this guy kind of snickering, kind of having some fun at my expense in the background. Uh, so, uh, afterwards this guy pulls me aside and I realize he's laughing because, uh, what I thought was this very unique idea that no one had ever thought of. He's like, yeah, I actually was just working on it. Turns out it was, it was Brian Zerker, uh, the eventual founder of scene. And he had just been scaling back this idea, uh, this company called fly much to, uh, start a company called venue scene. And, uh, that started a conversation with us about, uh, about this whole concept of uh, social media marketing and, and the information you can get from consumers and what it means to marketers and uh, kind of this new age. Uh, and that uh, really kind of making a long short story short, uh, it kind of led to us uh, building a relationship. This was around uh, February of my last year of college and uh, started working with him immediately after school. and. Yeah, you know, owe it all to a random uh, startup weekend, but started working with him in June of 2012, and here we are. How did the process evolve from there? Like, so you guys jump things off? Is it just you two working together, or what does the team look like? And yeah, and I'm curious too uh, to jump in there as well and add to this question: Is was that idea that you pitched and the idea that Brian was working on? Did that eventually become seen, or was that something completely separate? So there were um, aspects of it. So basically, uh, the the simplest concept of the idea was uh, that you can get social travel recommendations off of the content that you're sharing. And uh, so he had kind of taken concepts of that uh, from the company at the time, Fly Much, to uh, what would become Venue Scene. And uh, Venue Scene was basically just collecting all this information for businesses. So if you're a restaurant or uh, any physical location, People are sharing a lot of photos. Uh, Instagram was pretty new at the time, so people are sharing all these photos. They're geotagging it, and we're, we were collecting all of that information. So in the beginning, there was, man, I think just th three or four of us uh, kind of working on this. It was Brian, myself, and a couple engineers. And um, so we had uh, been working on this idea of just collecting uh, Instagram, Foursquare, Guala at the time, uh, collecting these. What the heck is a Guala? <laughs> so Guala was like the Foursquare competitor that was like so hot for a minute. Like you got to think this was 2000, yeah, this was 2012. So everyone had their like new social media app. And this was like one of those South by Southwest pitches that everyone's like, oh, Guala is going to be the next big thing. I don't know if it made it through the summer. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but like there's all these different apps. And so we were collecting all these different apps. We were collecting content from all these different apps uh, and providing them to these, uh, anything from, you know, macaroni grill to uh, tilted kilt. And so we're, we're giving them these photos so they can see, you know, from a quality management standpoint to a social sharing standpoint, they can see what their consumers are doing. And in the early days, we had a lot of success working with, uh, some major league baseball teams and uh, 
doing some work with NBC around the uh, London Olympics. Uh, so it was really cool. But uh, that concept eventually led us to scene. We uh, we like to joke joke that we uh, dropped the venue, uh, similar to how you drop the the in Facebook, you know, because it's cleaner. So we dropped the venue uh, to make it just seen as we transitioned to the space of uh, using this social content uh, to help brands uh, promote themselves through this user-generated content and uh, build some more authentic promotion because a lot of our customers, you know, for, uh, San Francisco Giants, as an example, are telling us, hey, uh, all this content's great, but, like, what can I do with it? Uh, I want to be generating more from it, and I want to be using it to be, you know, promoting more of the, the efforts that we're doing. And so uh, it was actually a campaign that we were running with ESPN that led us to this where uh, they were doing uh, this 98 days of summer and each different day of the summer, there was a different challenge and they had celebrities like Summer Sanders promoting a swim challenge. And so this kind of led us to, hey, they, these, these individuals who kind of have this voice here are doing a lot of sharing here and driving a lot of success with this uh, uh, campaign that they're running. So. What if we facilitate this for brands? And uh, that was the early days of scene and, and uh, what led us to be you know, one of the early influencer marketing companies. And how does that process grow and develop from there? Once you guys figure out that you have product market fit and you're starting to uh, scale and then gather you know, additional clients, what does that look like for you guys? Man, it's a process. So, I mean, a lot of it was just following our, our customers' challenges and following what they were looking for. So we identified they're trying to promote these contests so we we identified that product market fit in that sense of hey we have this whole uh, arc of time this collection of all of these Instagram posts you know dating back years so we can be using that to be understanding who are the influential people and who can be helping campaigns in various ways it was uh, pretty rudimentary in the early days so it was a lot of just validating that hey Customers are looking for this, and uh, there is a need there. And as we, we confirm that, as we're signing up more customers and uh, uh, bringing more people on, then we kind of expand the process of how we're doing it. And there's you know systems in place to understand that we're using a lot of, um, at the time, using a lot of simple uh, search engine optimization techniques to understand, hey, we think people are looking for influencer marketing, so let's build a few campaigns, let's build a few pages targeted around influencer marketing and see if we rank for it. Let's see what kind of search volume we're getting. And uh, a few of those experiments led to some of our most successful uh, uh, campaigns as we were, you know, ranking, you know, there was a point uh, if you searched Instagram influencers, I think we were seven of the top 10 results. So uh, a lot of that, you know, built upon itself and was the validation we needed to know, hey, this is something, there's, there's a there there and we can expand on that. And What's your role look like at this point, and kind of what's the time frame as you're building up into, you know, that that work with the Giants and ESPN, and, and then realizing, okay, there's influencer marketing is an area we can get involved with. Like, where where are we at on the timeline here? <laughs> so, I, I, the nature with any small company, there's a lot of hats to be worn. So, primarily, it was you know trying to do this customer acquisition and trying to do this validation that I mentioned earlier. Uh, building these uh, SEO campaigns, building these social campaigns to try and bring in the customers. But I mean, there's there's also aspects of, uh, again, being a small company, you have to do everything. There was a point when we were doing a campaign for uh, Hershey's around these peppermint bark bell candies that they had. And we signed up, uh, I think, like 40 mommy bloggers for this campaign to be promoting 
this candy that was exclusive at Target and uh, they were sharing how versatile it was for baking and all these different things. So we had to get the product to them. And there was a point you had four, four dudes in a room trying to make these cute like Christmas presents to package to people filled with these boxes. Neither of us have a, a creative bone in our body. You know, we're talking some engineers, Brian and I. And so we're trying to like do this and we're trying to make this Instagrammable. So, so the role is, has to be very flexible in the sense of what you would traditionally think of marketing to some weird aspects of product fulfillment. <laughs> I am honestly the worst gift wrapper of <laughs> all time. I still can't. Like, no, it's, it's impossible. So uh, if anyone has a good link to teach me how to do that, um, so my girlfriend can stop being mad at me, but that's beside the point. Um, at least for that aspect, right? right yeah, official. <laughs> right. We're getting we're getting off track here, though. So, uh, you know, at this point, kind of where where are you going from when you get start getting involved with influencer marketing and um, growing the scene as a brand? When does ICX Media come into play? Kind of where does that transition start? Yeah, so uh, so it's a good question. I mean, we had spent, uh, so this was probably 2013, if my memory serves me right, uh, that we were really going all in on this influencer space and, and, and really growing it out. And so we're talking over, you know, the, the five years to the point we are now, there was a lot of growth uh, in this industry and uh, with influencer marketing in general and a lot of growth with us specifically in terms of uh, the you know, incredible client list we are fortunate to be working with. And through that time, there were uh, the occasional conversations we'd have, whether it be with an agency we were partnering with or another company in the space kind of talking to us about uh, expanding our relationship together, kind of having this like uh, this flirting conversation of, you know, maybe there's an acquisition there, maybe there's a deeper partnership, something along those lines. But in that kind of span, we never we never progressed too far with any of those companies because it was never the right fit. We, you know, we had a small small core team that, uh, you know, we were tight. We know what the inner circle is at this point. You know, more recently, uh, Brian, myself, and Amy, uh, a girl that we poached from a, a client that we liked working with. So, we we had our core group and we knew wherever we were going to go, it was going to be our team together. And so. The fit had to be right, and we also, you know, wanted to join, you know, the the rocket ship, so to speak, that could get us to where we wanted to go. So, we never really found that. But um, this year, you know, around November, December, January, uh, uh, we started having these conversations with ICX, and uh, it was it was different from the start. Uh, you could tell they. Uh, they valued more of what we were bringing to the table of, of our core team and and they had the really interesting proposition uh, that they were providing too and so uh, we progressed a lot further with them than we had with anyone and, and a lot quicker that's not to say it was fast this is a many months long process but uh, when they they came to us it was a lot of uh, a lot more of just figuring out you know what, what are the teams looking like and them coming to Columbus us going to DC where they're based out of and um, really uh, putting in the groundwork to understand what this organization could look like uh, with a DC-based company and you know a marketing operation in Columbus. Yeah, and and what does ICX Media do? Just for some background on ICX. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's probably helpful for the conversation. So uh, ICX Media is in a pretty interesting position. So uh, it's a video intelligence company. So uh, what that means is. Uh, 
taking a lot of uh, AI and machine learning data science applied to the videos that we're all watching to help brands and, and businesses understand uh, who their audience and who their, their consumers are. So uh, we like to say, uh, you are what you watch. If you think about you know the, the videos you're spending time watching on YouTube or uh, the accounts you're following on Instagram, all of this is, is really interesting data and for marketers, we're all trying to figure out, you know, what, what can we learn about our consumers and how can we apply that to be creating better content or acquiring them better. And uh, ICX is sitting in a position that, you know, this video data is really rich and, you know, not all data is created equal, but this may give marketers a really good position to understand their consumer and, and build what they want. So in this position, uh, ICX kind of serves a few different stakeholders. Uh, it's brands, uh, again, to understand their audience and help create branded content for them. It's uh, media studios, big and small, to, to help them better optimize what they're creating. But then it's also the independent creator. So uh, uh, the CEO, Mike Avon, has this belief that uh, in the democratization of media, this idea that now, you know, with Koala, right, with Instagram, with all of these different social networks, there's this huge distribution of content and with the proliferation of devices, uh, anyone can create anything that can be shared to anyone. And so uh, that was a big opportunity. They identified that, hey, ICX can be serving these creators to help them understand how they can create content better and uh, how they can understand their audience. And, and he knew if we were gonna, uh, we being ICX, if ICX was gonna expand into this space, they needed to get really smart on the creator the creator ecosystem pretty quickly. And so that's what uh, brought them to us in the first place uh, to kind of get that leg up and, uh, you know, and, and here we are. <laughs> right, right. How many, so how many creators and influencers were you guys working with on a daily basis or are you working with on a daily yeah, basis? Yeah, so it would really depend on, you know, what, what campaign we'd work with. I mean, uh, so I'd say in the ICX world, there's over a million creators that we're looking at on the platform, kind of uh, analyzing and, and helping kind of uh, build, you know, their presence. But on a day-to-day -day kind of campaign basis, it really depends on, you know, who we're working with. There'd be a, a campaign like with Hilton where we have 100 people across the country going through or... Uh, a campaign with Reebok where there's just, you know, three main fitness influencers going through. So it really varies on, you know, the type of client and, and, and what they're going for, but, and each brings its own set of challenges and opportunity. You mentioned when they came to the table, they kind of brought a different dynamic for you guys. It got you excited and then the conversations continued to evolve. So after things kind of uh, came to fruition, you understood what direction you were going to go. How did things play out? And what does the growth look like from that point? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, like I mentioned, it was, it was an interesting conversation of just trying to figure out, you know, what we're both providing to each other and, and, and how we can build this out. And, and once we identified, you know, from our end, from the scene end, Hey, this is, you know, a great opportunity for us to be, uh, you know, being something bigger than ourselves and, and building, you know, uh, an operation bigger than we, we could have previously and for them to get smarter. Once that was established, then uh, I think the deal went through in, in May and it was a lot of process of figuring out then um, organizationally and, and operationally, how are we going to kind of uh, uh, build out, you know, this org chart of how these teams are going to work together and how we're going to keep these bridges built between Columbus and DC, as well as our offices in New York and LA. Uh, and that's something, you know, we're, we're still figuring out today to some extent, but um, 
we're in a really good position where you know we're we're going back and forth to DC. They're coming back and forth to Columbus to uh, make sure there's still that firm you know personal relationship. And uh, but for all intents and purposes, you know we have the marketing operation here in Columbus and. Uh, what they saw was this cool opportunity to to have that be its you know independent and uh, kind of creative control here in Columbus because they saw Columbus as you know a growing city and one with a ripe of opportunity with a you know a thriving creative community a, a great startup ecosystem and a huge university right for hiring and so they're like hey let's let's keep marketing in Columbus uh, and 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 build that out and so. Uh, so in some regards, we still get to you know operate as the scene team and, and build that out, which is which is fun. Yeah, I mean Columbus recently named number one startup. Uh, well, what's what, what was that Forbes article on? There was a Forbes article recently. You just that, brought it up. How would we? Know? I yeah, <laughs> I know. I have a hard time remembering the title. It number one startup upcoming startup city by okay. Forbes. Nice. Was Columbus, Ohio. And we beat out we beat out Denver. We beat out. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, all kinds of places. As long as we so, beat out Austin, I'm happy. Right, yeah, we beat, well, we beat out everybody. Uh, so, um, but, you know, it's an exciting time to be in Columbus, so I think that makes a lot of sense that they'd want to have, you know, a foothold here. Um, what's the vision look like, though, for the future of how this partnership plays out? I mean, you know, there's got to be some things that are changing and and some different things on your guys' end. So what are the, what are the goals for ICX with this kind of merger and and what's the vision for the marketing team yeah so i think it's a few things one you know as i mentioned uh they the one of the primary goals was getting smart on the creator ecosystem and in that landscape and and getting ahead on that so uh one of the things we're tasked with is is proving that out and and running you know running all the tests and testing all the hypotheses we need to to understand uh what this ecosystem looks like for them so we can be providing the feedback and, and really build ICX to be that you know main stakeholder in for for the creator so when creators are trying to you know cut out the guesswork and what they're trying to create and they're trying to get these brand deals and build their career they're turning to ICX so uh, so one of the things we're tasked with is, is making that a reality um, secondarily to that uh, you know we're also serving these brands and uh, media company so for us it's also building brand awareness on that end and uh, trying to build out you know this client acquisition and, and that whole operation so uh, they're giving us a lot of uh, so we have a lot of responsibility but with that they're giving us a lot of leash to build this out because we have to balance this world of b2b marketing on the enterprise side and b2c marketing on the creator side uh, and and really trying to to build out both of those awareness, both again in terms of awareness and and acquisition of of, of those ends. Mm -hmm. That answers your question. <laughs> so building that out is obviously the main focus for you guys. Are there any other uh, monumental goals for you personally or the organization in particular over the next you know three to four or five years? Yeah. Wow. So I mean, you think about the company so much. I don't know if I've thought about me personally. Uh, that's a good question. No. So I mean. Uh, one of the things I'm most excited about is, you know, being a part of this company that has this, you know, deep machine learning background and, and has this AI core is getting exposure to that because working with these engineers is something that I've never seen before. Working with these guys running these immense data sets that, you know, they'll be churning out these reports uh, looking at, uh, we did one recently on like the sparkling water industry, looking at 
who is uh, who's engaged with some sparkling water content and what can be drawn from you know consumer insights and like uh, one of the things we saw from that was Lacroix. Uh, Lacroix performs way better with men than women, which was amazing to me. And going through that whole process with them and understanding how these guys operate is really cool. So for me personally, I want to be more involved in that because I think what we're seeing right now in the in many different industries is this growth of AI and applications across you know, uh, I mean, any, any sort of industry. And, uh, I think the smarter you can get on how that operates and where that's going, the better you'll be. And so for me personally, I'd say on that, um, organizationally for the marketing team, uh, it'll be just getting, getting smarter on this whole landscape and, uh, you know, proving out, uh, a lot of this product market fit that ICX is, is, you know, going after. And for the organization as a whole, uh, to build a really big company. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No, that makes a lot of sense. So as a marketing team, I mean, are, are you working directly with the ICX? Do they have a sales team? Kind of how does that work in terms of where you're driving these leads on both ends, right? On, on both ends of the spectrum from B2C and B2B, or are you just driving them to your team? Yeah, no. So that's, uh, you know, when you, when you ask what I'm learning personally, that actually is probably... Uh, a better segue to that because that has been fascinating for me is this this team dynamic because from the scene days when we have you know three four people uh, and you're doing everything there isn't really a whole lot of uh, deliberation you need from other teams it's just like hey all of our hands are in the pot when we're getting this all done but now we're we're kind of in this process uh, heading to DC tomorrow actually to to solve a lot of these. Um, uh, I don't want to say problems, but solve a lot of these questions. So, uh, on the for the marketing on the B two B side for enterprise, yeah, we're working with the sales teams, which uh, primarily are in New York and L A. And so it's a lot of uh, back and forth with them to understand, you know, hey, what does a qualified customer look like, and uh, how we can be developing content, how we can be developing various conversion assets to uh, help them understand what that qualified customer looks like and help them also obviously get that qualified customer. And so, um, yeah, so we're working very closely with the sales team on that front to to be building out these campaigns and working on that. But then on the B2C side uh, with the creators, it's a lot more work with the product team. So working with them to understand, you know, hey, what does an ideal creator look like getting into our platform and uh, who is actually using the product um, and is there alignment there? And so it's a lot of, uh, on both ends, uh, we're going through just a ton of persona development and a ton of laying in this framework of, you know, hey, this is how we can build a marketing machine. This is how we, you know, build this process that, uh, can test uh, hypothesis, and when you know that, then we can, you know, point the gun in a direction and, and you know, go get everything we need. So, um, yeah, so so it's a lot of team dynamic there, and something that has been really new to me, and um, uh, and it's cool because now we're in a place where you don't have to do everything, and you can kind of delegate more or less. Definitely, definitely, that makes a lot of sense, and and I think that might be a good place to kind of pivot towards some of our last questions of the show. Let's talk a little bit about Columbus, though. Um, you guys, you've been in Columbus a while, and you mentioned earlier it's been a pretty big, you know, we've grown a lot in the recent years. Um, what do you think of the startup industry in Columbus, and 
is there any particular uh, background in why ICX Media outside of um, looking for a company like yours chose Columbus area? Yeah, so uh, I yeah I think Columbus is it's kind of having a moment right now, right? Like we're we're right on we feel like we're right on the verge of it, and and I think uh, you know I alluded to it earlier. I think that's part of what uh, interested them in us. Um, obviously, we're terrific and we're the best, and that's why they wanted us primarily, right? But uh, but a big piece of it was uh, was Columbus, and what they saw here was this opportunity, you know, with this creative community, with the startup ecosystem, and, and with the university to to really build, you know, an entire operation here, really build something significant. Because the the startup system, or the startup ecosystem you see here, it's really diverse. You know, you don't see uh, just you know one aspect. We're not just you know going all in on consumer products like you may see. Uh, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole Cincinnati, but with Procter & Gamble there, you see a lot of consumer uh, product-focused uh, startups there. And, uh, you know, and it makes sense because they have a big big impact there. But in Columbus, we have so many different industries from limited brands to Huntington to Nationwide. You have all these different things. And the most interesting aspect of that is everyone's collaborating. Everyone's kind of in this uh, kind of cooperative system. Columbus Collaboratory is a terrific example of that, very specific example of that. And I think uh, from that, you know, you're you're seeing all of these startups really get the the runway that they need to to be building these things, and and it helps that you know we have this diverse set of thinking, and we're kind of a a microcosm, if you will, of the rest of the U.S. You know, we represent so many different aspects. It's cool. Yeah, it's absolutely true, and and I think from there, kind of a good place to pivot towards our last question of the show, Alex, which. Centered around the theme on conquering Columbus, uh, live uncomfortably. Yeah. So, what do you think of when you hear the phrase? How does it apply to your life career? Yeah. So, I, I love that, um, and I think you guys have gotten a lot of good questions on that. So, try and live up to that, but or a lot of good answers on that. But to me, uh, I think back like earlier, I mentioned uh, kind of this whole journey starting from uh, an awkward pitch at a startup weekend, right? And uh, I think about being uncomfortable and putting yourself in the in the in those kinds of moments because when you're uh, when you think about living comfortably, right? It's you know just lounge around at home and you know binge watching Netflix, whatever it is, watching a ton of videos on YouTube, you know whatever it is, you're just hanging out at home, you're being comfortable, but you're not really advancing yourself and you're not really progressing, you're not really uh, accomplishing much, uh, and so when you come back to you know the opposite of that when you are advancing yourself when you are pushing yourself into a different fold uh you're often putting yourself in uncomfortable situations you know you're going to a networking event where you don't know anyone and you're trying to force yourself into a conversation but oftentimes you end up meeting someone and it leads you down a path or you know you're putting yourself in the uncomfortable position of pitching at startup weekend and 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 uh, you know being uncomfortable getting laughed at but then six years later, you know, you've got great friends and, uh, you know, a great career. So, uh, I think, you know, when you're living uncomfortable, you're living. So I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, we agree here at uh, Conquering Columbus, Alex, and uh, that's a great place to wrap up the show. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah, thanks we for having me. a lot. Yeah. And Conquerors, thanks a lot for tuning in. That's Alex Diddy. He's the director of marketing over at ICX Media. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Learned a lot. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, Conquerors, that's it for the episode today. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode and learned a lot. If you did, make sure to leave a like. Share us on Facebook with your friends. We really appreciate all your support. And every time you share our podcast or leave a review on iTunes, it really does help us out. Before we let you go, 
we want to take one last moment to thank all of our incredible sponsors here. And that's going to start with FMX. FMX is a cloud-based facilities maintenance and management software founded and headquartered right here in Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of competitors in this space, but FMX has made a name for itself, become the fastest growing facilities maintenance and management software on the market on behalf of its extreme ease of use and tailored fit approach to its clients. They serve industries ranging from education to property management, manufacturing, fast casual, and more. If you want to check out more, you can go to gofmx.com. Conquering Columbus is also brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. The Sundown Group is an Ohio-based nonprofit helping connect entrepreneurs to everything they need, including investors, mentors, capital, and talent through business pitch events, workshops, and classes throughout the state. And you can get more information on the web at sundownrundown.org. And our next sponsor is Share. For the rides that you take the most, ride with Share. Share is a new transportation company now driving Columbus. Schedule your ride and Share picks you up at your door with professional drivers and a growing fleet of connected vehicles. Share is now hiring with entry-level management positions available. You can learn more about careers with Share at drivewithshare.com. Finally, if you've ever wondered what it takes to start your own podcast, we're here to help. We're putting together a podcast startup package with our recommendations and some of the key lessons we learned over the past two years of podcasting. You can sign up by heading over to our website, conqueringcolumbus.com. And while you're there, don't forget to give us a like on Facebook and be sure to subscribe and share Conquering Columbus wherever you get your podcasts. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment and I might get you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus.